Smarty Pants Lance, Smarty Pants Lance, Smarty Pants Lance. Hello, everybody. Today, let's have a look at looks and some things to do with attraction. I'm not talking about the looks of a car or a house or cattle or your favorite little pet schnookums. I'm talking about the looks of a man and a woman. But what about character? Character is important, but I would argue the way a person looks is a reflection of their character and their self-image. Somebody who's AJ squared away is going to dress and stand and move and look like somebody who's got it all together, whereas somebody who looks disheveled and slouchy and dirty and smelly with greasy hair and just a total gross body, substitute in hippie, looks as if they have the opposite character to Mr. or Ms. AJ squared away. What if you don't know anything about the person and all you can do is go by what you perceive by mostly two of your five ordinary senses? What about psychic sense? I mean, you can just sense an individual, can't you? But what if you were to do la gaze across la crowded room? <laughs> I would know what my psychic senses were telling me. Sorry, but at the distance of across a crowded room, you're pretty much limited to one sense only. That is your sense of sight. Now, you might be able to hear that person speak, so then you have your sense of sound. But the other three don't come into play at that moment. Imagine if we did like dogs and we ran around sniffing each other. Of course, how someone smells or their body odor is something that could either be favorable or very nasty. There was an experiment. Ah, you know, colleges, they got all these 18 to 21-ish year olds there. So why not experiment with them? Come into the lab and see what's on the slab. In this experiment, they got plain white t-shirts. And somehow they figured out chemically how to remove all the odor so you couldn't detect it. And then they had men who had been judged as unattractive, very unattractive, extremely unattractive, or DMV employee, same thing, to very, very attractive, wear these t-shirts until their personal body stank, got all into the plain white tees. Then they sealed them into plastic bags that they could open from the top. And they had numerous women come in, and just based on the odor coming from the t-shirts, they rated the attractiveness of the male. The more the ladies found the smell attractive, the more it correlated with very attractive-looking men. The less or more offensive they found it, the more it correlated with the much less attractive men. What about human pheromones, which are in your sweat? Hey, what's your pheromone? Is that that little thing with the pointy green hat that uh, people put out in their lawns? Speaking of sweat, you mean like as time goes by, a lady comes into your cafe and you thought you'd never see her again, but then you recognize her legs. They start at her ankles and go all the way up to her thighs. You know the kind. So you start to sweat because you want to be all over her, like panzers over North Africa. You hope your stick of right guard doesn't fail you like the Maginot line. So you sweat, and then you sweat, and then you sweat some more. Excuse me, could we have a little bit of decorum here? First of all, horses sweat. Men perspire and women glow. There are other things that can be very offensive, such as halitosis, 
In other words, bad breath. Lavoris, don't fail me now! And there's one particular offensive odor that was studied, and I'm going to tell you about it right now. Flatulence. Dios mío! Conchita se cortó un pedo muy repugnante. Translation. Oh my God, Conchita cut a very disgusting fart. Now pay attention because you're about to learn about a man named Brad. And perhaps he's going to find Conchita's breaking of the proverbial wind very attractive. There is actually an article in Psychology Today, although it wasn't written today. More like psychology from five years ago. Mark D. Griffiths, Ph.D. His article is entitled, A Brief Look at Fart Fetishes. A brief look? You mean there's a more extensive look that could be taken? He wrote a paper, an academic study of such persons who enjoy the uh, fragrant odor of gas. According to the OED, they are called proctophiliacs. The paper was a case study of a person named Brad, a pseudonym, a 22-year-old single man from Illinois, probably Arlington Heights, but it doesn't say so in the article. Brad first contacted him after he read a blog about a proctophilia. And so the author was interested to know where the roots of the fetish began. And he explained that it all started when a girl he had a crush on in school farted in a science class. Hey, talk about chemistry, huh? Huh? This appeared to have laid the foundation to be paired with Brad's adolescent sexual arousal. Paired with? I've heard of pairing a lovely wine with a meal, but this is a little bit too far. Brad's sexual orientation also was far from being straightforward. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, and the article goes on. I wonder if his favorite pop song is Classical Gas. Speaking of songs, there was a hit song, Everything is Beautiful, in its own way, Ray Stevens' song. Well, is everything beautiful in its own way? That may or may not be true, but let me say that not every person, as far as pulchritude, their looks, is beautiful in their own way or any way at all. For example, women with moles on their face, especially a mole that's anywhere near their lips. The technical term for a mole on a woman's face that are near her lips is the golden booger. And I don't care what else she looks like, if she's got one of those, I'm running for the hills. Women who don't manicure their eyebrows are signaling something. If the eyebrows aren't manicured and even and nice, something else isn't manicured and nice. If a man's nails or a woman's nails are dirty, guess what else may be dirty? Everything else. There's a man who used to work at my office who always wore dress shoes, and of course they were always scuffed up. One particularly hot day, instead of wearing dress shoes and because he wasn't going out of the office, he wears sandals. You could see his yellow, curved over, jagged, Howard Hughes-esque, disgusting toenails. Not even the cartoon Lamisil creature would live in those. Now, are you going to tell me that looks aren't important? What if you looked at those while you were trying to eat lunch? <laughs> we're animals, for goodness sakes. 
and we respond to our DNA, what is instilled in us from birth. What are these things there for? They're there for the survival of the species. How does this have to do with anything to do with looks? Glad you asked. Women get preggers. I know it's a newsflash for some of you. It's not the stork anymore. They figured it out. Women, when they're preggers and being of the, I'm doing an air quote here, weaker sex, as in physically weaker, yeah, yeah, there are women that can kick my ass. I'm thinking of one in particular that can lift a house with one hand. During snow days, when the roads get icy and covered in snow and the plow can't get through, late at night sometimes, she has like a bat phone. It's red under a glass dome, and it's on her nightstand. And that phone lights up and it rings, and it wakes her. And she reaches over, and she answers the phone, and it's the mayor calling, or the deputy in charge of public safety, and they say, we need you. And she immediately throws on her uniform and dashes out to take the snowplow, which is skidded off the road into a ditch, pick it up, and move it back onto the road so it can get about its plowing business. But for the regular women out there, they need in nature to be protected, meaning physically protected. There's all kinds of things out there that can eat you and hurt you and steal your food. So what is there to help protect the woman, particularly when she's preggers? They call this thing a man. That's right, a man. And this man has to demonstrate looks that are attractive to the female, otherwise they wouldn't mate to start with, and what are those looks? Well, guess what? The first thing women notice about a man's looks, and this is subconscious, never mind what these stupid surveys in Cosmo or New Woman's magazine says, what the scientific studies reveal is they notice a man's height and the width of his shoulders. Why? Because that signals, those looks signal, protect and provide. The taller and broader shoulder male, the ones with the torso that are shaped like a V, that's with the point on the bottom, not like today's male where the point's at the top of their head and then it gets wider and wider and wider as it gets down to their hips. We're talking the inverted V male, thin waist, muscular chest, broad muscular shoulders, and height. Those are the bodies whose looks are ones where they can physically protect. Also, they make the better hunters so that they can provide. Reminds me of someone I knew very well. And the, uh, the taller the man, uh, the more likely it is that he'll be selected as a leader or a president of the uh, Estados Unidos. Now, in today's terms, what looks signify protect and provide are the confidence with which the man stands, the clothing he's wearing. Now, clothing includes footwear. Pay attention to the looks of footwear. You don't want to engage anybody on a professional basis, or any basis for that matter, 
who's not detail-oriented. And let me tell you, people that are slogging around in scuffed-up old boats are not detail-oriented. Then there's watches, jewelry, and other accoutrements, and other indications of wealth. That's the protect and provide part in 2021 terms. What's the first thing men notice? Is it hair? Is it their eyes? Is it a wedding ring? Actually, it's the ratio between a woman's waist and her hips. And the ideal ratio is about 1.42 to 1. What does that mean? That means if you take the waist, which would be about 24, the hips shouldn't be be more than 34. What's the ideal figure? 34, 24, 34, roughly give or take. Could go to 36, 23, 36. It all depends. But once you start getting abdominal blowout or the butt in front, combined with gigantic hippo haunches, the attraction goes all the way down to zero. Somehow the fatties think they can cover their looks up by doing makeup and nails, a mani-pedi. But let me tell you something, you're not fooling anybody. Hair length is a factor when it comes to men and women. For women, the shorter the hair, the less attractive they are, generally speaking. If you have, as a woman, a very, very pretty face, then you might get away with shorter hair. But generally speaking, men don't find short hair on women attractive, especially when it's very, very short. Think Ellen DeGeneres. But then uh, she's not trying to attract men, is she? And here's a helpful tip for you ladies. Ladies, are you tired of having sex and never want to experience it again? Get your hair cut very short. A short, angular, I'm a bitch haircut. One that looks rather like a lumpy Q-tip cut over the top of your ears. Want to go a little further? Add old style Birkenstocks, or as men like to call them, birth control shoes. No man will touch you ever again. Guaranteed. And if women were being honest, they would dump that feminist claptrap from the 1970s and admit that it's not all about personality or character traits. Looks play a significant factor in the selection of a man. Studies show that men that are particularly short, 5'2", 5'3", 5'4", no matter what their background is, women don't find them attractive. They've done studies where they've taken men that have different backgrounds and they'll take a photo of them and they'll say, okay, this guy who's judged to be very, very handsome, but works as a car wash, isn't well-educated, will still be found more attractive to look at than the man who's about five foot two that's an MD and a PhD and a millionaire. Really sorry, sad fact, but it once again goes back to prove what I'm saying. What women really notice, even if they don't know it, is a man's height and the breadth of their shoulders. Here's a great study. At a university where these things, as I mentioned earlier, are always done, they took a number of photographs of men that were judged to have looks that were somewhere between very handsome and okay handsome and just average and well below average. They took three behavioral traits that had been studied to be very attractive to women. They paired the positive characteristics that are most favored by women with the least attractive looking male photograph. And then they did the opposite for the most attractive male photograph. So you have least attractive male, best traits that women love, most attractive physically looking male, least attractive traits, and they showed these to numerous daughters and then their moms. 
And the question was, say, college-age daughter, which one of these men would you date? And say, mom of college-age daughter, which man would you like to see your daughter date? And guess what? Never mind the character traits. Both mom and daughter alike went for the one who was physically the most attractive. <laughs> oh, man, I just love these studies. I mean, why do you think they use the most attractive men and women in advertising? Because people associate more positive characteristics with better-looking people. Ronnie? Well, as the uh, famous line from the movie I Almost Starred In goes, here's looking at you.